Hello, dear listeners, and welcome, kind of, to We Watched a Thing, but not really, though, uh, because sadly, Dave is sick this week, so he's not been able to get to the Meg, uh, although I did, and it fucking slaps, spoiler alert, uh, and he doesn't really have a voice, so we were unable to record this week, but instead, please enjoy this first episode of our new bonus series, which is exclusively through Patreon, The Hunt for the Perfect Album, where Dave and I take turns giving each other an album that we absolutely adore and think is perfect from start to finish to see if the other person enjoys it as well. Uh, We're six episodes in, and so far we've had mostly successes, although none that we would dub a perfect album. Uh, But to kick us off, I just thought that since we weren't able to record this week, I'd I'd share episode one with you guys instead. So if you're interested and want to hear more of the series, you can do that over at patreon.com forward slash we watched a thing. Enjoy. And now the hunt for the perfect album. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the inaugural episode, the pilot, if you will, of We Listened to a Thing. Ain't that right, Dave? I did. (laughs) We did. We listened to a thing. We did. This This is awesome. This is something we've been kicking around for a while, because as well as films, you and I both love and adore music. And I think this is going to be interesting, because we do have very similar tastes in a lot of ways but also very different. I don't have the same love of a musical as you do. Um, (laughs) So I I don't know. I think this is going to be fun. So basically, I think what we're doing really is what we're going to dub the hunt for the perfect album. We're going to assign each other an album that we feel has no skippable tracks, that we feel is just perfect from start to finish. We listen to the album. Yeah, we listen to the album. We come back and we basically Mm. just break it down track by track. So I think this is going to be really, really fun. Do you have like a list of albums ready to go? Yeah, I live my life with lists in my head, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can pull stuff out at a moment's yeah, notice. That's I know that you're a lister. I, I never did like the whole top five thing on the show until you came in. And, and I think it's really fun now since we started doing that. So yeah, Ever since um, High Fidelity. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I watched that and I just went, that's how my brain works. <laughs> Man, that's a great movie and a great soundtrack, yep. speaking of music. <laughs> so to kick things off, I have sent you away with one of my favorite albums. I said, go have a listen to this. Um, relatively new. This album was released in 2017. Uh, and this was the debut album of a group um, out of New York City called Charlie Bliss. Had you heard of Charlie Bliss before I assigned you this album? Nope. No. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think so. That you know, people who have listened to me talk music before, you know, maybe through my guest spots on the countdown or anything, know that I'm a massive indie head. I love indie pop. I love grunge. <clears throat> I love alternative. And I think that this really, this album in particular, hits a lot of those. I would call this like power pop grunge. This album. It's kind of. I don't know if you're a fan of uh, Ween, but it's kind of Weenish. Yeah. Um. So let's get into it. I, I discovered this album through. Spotify, related artists. That's how I find a ton of music these days. I listen to music I like. You know, the amount of times I've scrolled down to the bottom of the Luxmiths page and just scrolled through related artists to find <laughs> new, interesting music that isn't getting spoken about elsewhere. Um, so that's how I discovered these guys. And 
honestly, since the Lucksmiths, I would say that Charlie Bliss are my first kind of musical obsession. They're the first group that I have been like deeply in love with as a group. They're the, the only group of the last kind of 10 years that's done that for me. You know, mostly wow. I just re-listened to The Cure. So <laughs> um, first time I listened to this album, I did it exactly as I've asked you to do, start to finish, no skips. And I've listened to this album countless times since then. And at some point... I might. They've only released two. Um, at some point, I might give you their next album as well, which is wildly different. But let's get straight into it then. Starting from track one, give me your yep. thoughts on Guppy by Charlie Bliss. Well, the first thing that struck me, as as you said, this is. I mean, if leaving aside, if you if you remove the vocals, yeah, this is early '90s Seattle grunge. Hundred percent, yeah. Um, but then you've got this baby voice bubblegum pop vocal yeah that I mean it works it really works Straight away, I thought there's a huge amount of um, DNA in common with a band I love called Veruca Salt. Yes, yes, I'm a big Veruca Salt fan as um, well. Yep. <clears throat> not quite. I mean, they don't have quite the kind of baby voice vocals. Yeah. But it is still that kind of poppy grunge. Yeah. Um, this, I mean, these guys. When did they? St- I did look this up. They started in like 2011. They or something. did, yeah. They've been going for a long time. So um, the lead singer. So they're, Eva, they're they're a little bit past the kind of heyday of that Seattle grunge period. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, they they've dove <laughs> dove in head first, and and yeah, I, I mean, I, I love this album. Oh yes, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Excellent. Um, <laughs> no, there were no tracks that I. I mean, I wouldn't have skipped anyway because that's the know, rules. <laughs> doing doing my homework, yeah. um, but I wouldn't have anyway. There's no tracks that I kind of got halfway through and went, "Oh, you go." Yeah, is Billy going to know if I go to the next one? Yeah. Um, I've only listened to it all the way through twice. Yep. Um, there's a few songs that I've listened to a few times more. There's one song that I've listened to about seven times, and I'll get to the reason for that. Okay. Um, yeah. In a minute. <clears throat> but I mean, a, a few of the tracks that the, the first three or four tracks, yeah. um, it, uh, probably my favorites, I would say. Yeah. Um, and I think it's the last track or one of the last tracks that's called Julia, that which I really, really track. liked as yeah. well. Um, that's another one that sort of sticks in my mind as one that I noticed in particular listening through and went, oh, fuck, I really like this one. Yeah, that one's very um, grungy. <clears throat> that one's really kind of dirgy and almost Nine Inch Nails.
yeah, it's the, the, the kind of I don't know how much of, and you can probably answer this. How much of the uh, Eve or Eva's voice? How much of that baby voice is kind of put on as as her style? Yeah, and how much is actually because Julia, from memory, doesn't have as much of that kind of almost childlike voice. Yeah. Yeah, um, some friends that I've made listen to this album refer to her as the chipmunk, which I think is unfair because <laughs> I fucking love Eva. I think she's a gun. She's a great lyricist to start with. I think the lyrics to this album are some of the best, you know, lyrics work that I've ever heard. It is put on a little bit. When you hear her talk, you know, she doesn't sound, for example, like Joey Lauren Adams, who has that voice. She's, she's not naturally. Yardley Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... It is <clears throat> it is there a little bit like they are very very young when this album came out they were early 20s like 21 22 so you think about how young they were when they first got together in like you know 5 well, years prior I, to this and were writing these songs they the, the, I did get a sense of how young they are compared to me yes. when I read that the guitarist was the voice of Dash in the Incredibles yeah. in 2004 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I think he's the oldest of the group. Um, So Eva and the drummer are brother and sister, Eva and Sam. Mm. And Eva met Dash (laughs) um, at music school. And that's when they started kind of collaborating together. And at first it was just a duo. It was just her and Dash. And it was very kind of folky. And then they got more into that kind of grunge sound. And they just keep evolving. Their more recent album is straight up pop. Um, power pop oh, wow. and there's still a lot of kind of electric guitars and stuff in there and they're still you know they're playing real instruments but it almost has some songs almost have a Taylor Swift-esque sound to them oh my god yeah like they just keep evolving and I will at some point give you that album to listen to as well so don't dig into that just yet <laughs> <laughs> well I haven't I, if, if I'd just been if I just stumbled across this, my next thing would have been to jump on YouTube and go watch some live performances. Oh, and definitely do it. The I've, live performances I've, I've, are amazing. I've not done that. I have no idea what they look like. <laughs> yeah. But but from listening to the album, I, I'm picturing kind of power stance, Seattle grunge, <laughs> long greasy hair, flannelette wearing, three chords, Seattle bar. Yeah. That's you what I'm picturing. Couldn't be more wrong. Even even in video <laughs> clips or performances from this album before they went full pop, she's quite often in like a massive frilly tutu. Um, oh my god, she's very very pretty, uh, but very very grungy as well. Of course, like it's yeah. Um, so let's kick it off with Percolator, the first um, track. What was, yeah, you said that your introduction to this, you, you heard the kind of so, Seattle grunge and then yeah. the baby voice. <laughs> so Percolator I, I liked. It's not the one that kind of really grabbed me. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I thought, oh, yeah, I, I can get on board with this. Sounds like Veruca Salt. Um, it was, a, I think, uh, and the, I'm, I'm not, I can't remember which. It's either Westermark or Glitter, the, the second or third song yeah. that, I just went fuck. I love this track, and and I then went and those are the two that I, I've listened to Same. three or four I times. I love those songs. Westermark is one of my favourites. Got on your face, 
is uh, my daughter's favourites, which I know is wildly inappropriate, <laughs> but they both love that song. <laughs> The one that I've listened to at least seven times is Black Hole. Yeah, okay. The reason she's got being, her toe in the cornhole. <laughs> the minute that song started, it reminded me of something, and I couldn't put my finger on what it was. Yeah, okay. Aside from the oh, it sounds like Veruca Salt with the baby voice, and something about the vocals kept on kind of nibbling at my memory, and I couldn't. It it took me hours and i kept on rewinding and listening to just snippets over and over and over again just you know when something's just at the tip of your tongue or just you can't and you're just like oh my god and i'd be listening to it and i'd like pause the song because i'd almost have it and then go no fuck lost it so i'd start it again and i finally worked out what it was and having gone and then listened to that it's not that similar (laughs) I'm going to play it for you. I don't know if you will have ever heard this um, because I kept, I got to a point listening to it where I was like, I don't know why, but this is reminding me of Regurgitator. I can definitely, I can see what you're getting at. They do have a regurgitator I I went and I played through Unit. I played, played, (laughs) skipped it, going, there's a song here that I'm forgetting because I, and it's not. But Quan from Regurgitator at the time was, and I can't remember her name, he was, Going out with uh, the chick from Spider Bait. Yeah, Can't okay, yeah, her yeah, name yeah. At all. yeah. And they had a project called Happy Land. Yeah. Do you recall Happy I Land? I don't know. All right, I'm going to put this on <laughs> and tell me if you can get why it stuck in my mind. I, I, yeah. If I've got it queued up properly. <laughs> it's i think it's the baby voice yeah i think it is because that that's a ju- lot poppier and more upbeat black hole is one of the more kind of grungy dirgy numbers um but i can kind of see what you're getting at she's got her toe in the Yeah, hopefully when you edit this, you can stick a snippet of Black Hole in after that. And anyone listening, listeners, if you can hear where my crazy brain drew that connection, please let us know because I felt so pleased with myself when I finally worked it out. And then when I went and listened to Happy Land, I was like, it's not that fucking similar. I'm super proud of myself for working it out and it's not going to keep me up at night. But yeah. (laughs) Well, let me ask, are there any tracks that you didn't enjoy or you know that you would not listen to again like if you were to throw in this album a second time do you feel there are skippable tracks there no um 
there's a, there there are three or four. So the the first uh, four up up to black hole. Yeah. Um. Are probably I I the the ones that I enjoyed the most. I enjoyed all the rest, but if I'm honest, I need to listen to it a few more times to really differentiate. But I couldn't tell you between those other ones, yeah. which ones were a standout or not, apart from uh, Julia. Julia. Yeah. And I think the one before Julia is it uh, I did uh, Totalizer. Yes. I thought, I, I, That's the second one. That I liked track. as well. Yeah. Ones before that, I know I enjoyed them all, but I, you know, they're, they're not standing out. Yeah, one from the other in my mind. Yeah, fair enough. How about you? What, what do you do? You have any favourites in amongst those? That I mean, like I said, I still to this. I can't tell you how many times I've listened to this album. Charlie Bliss have been my number one artist on Spotify for the last <clears throat> like five years, ever since this album came out. Wow. Um, I love their second album as well. It took me a little while to warm to because, like I said, it is so different. And they have just last week released their first song in four years. And I already have listened to that about, God, 25 times. Um, (laughs) So there's not a single track on this album that I skip. If I was going to say what I think is the weakest, it would probably be track eight, which is Gatorade. Yeah, you, Ruby, and DQ are the other ones that uh, I couldn't. T- I know I enjoyed them, yeah. but I couldn't tell you which one one from the other at this point. But yeah. I, I will eventually because I'm. I'll definitely be listening to this many, many more times. Yeah, nice. Well, th- this is this is good. The fact that you liked this has given me lots of other bands to um In fact, to think about for this. I'm gonna make. Uh, I hadn't decided until this very moment. I'm making a call now. This is now the third album you've put me on to that hey. I will be buying on vinyl. Hey. There you go. You, you managed to con me into getting warmer corners because... Oh, fuck. In fact, speaking of, I mean, you know I'm like the world's biggest Luxmas fan. They just brought out um, Untidy Towns on vinyl as well, which is probably their best album. So they're still dropping the odd you vinyl. You fucking Warmer Corners was their best album. <laughs> oh, look, I could tell you any you, album of you talked, their best you album. You bent my ear on this for so long <laughs> when I still quite rightly maintain that T-Shirt Weather is the best song no, no, I ever no. did. Oh, no, God, no. Warmer Corners is... <laughs> 
<laughs> but Warmer Corners is a better album. Yes. It just doesn't have their best song. True. But now you're telling me there's some other fucking album I've never heard of that's their best album? It depends on the sound you're going for. Personally, I think Warmer Corners is their best album, but it is their most twee. It's the album where they brought in horns, and I love the horns in Warmer Corners. Untidy <laughs> Towns is their best, more traditional indie album, where it's just the three-piece band, which is still great, but fuck Warmer Corners. Uh, oh, did you enjoy I may, I may have... Yeah, I fucking love Excellent. it. Excellent. <laughs> um, I disagree with you about what the best song on that album is, though. You don't think it's... Uh, what do you think is the best song? Uh, fuck. Have to... Not Sunlight in a Jar. No, that's the second best. I, I, did I mean, I love all time, of them. I do. To, I love to... um, the music from Next Door is a favourite. No. Young and Dumb. No. Uh, even the title track, Young and Dumb. Up in Your Happiness. Young and Dumb is... No, your, Young and yeah. Dumb. Young and Dumb is the best. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is a great Mel- album. M- melodically, I mean, it's it's obviously not as... Uh, it's it's fairly shallow lyrically. Yeah. It's it's not... But but melodically, I think it's... It, it, oh, it's so close to T-shirt weather. It's, it's <laughs> nipping at its heels. Well, see, this um, is the problem. I know that there's several bands that I've already put you onto, so I had to scrap... Like, I can't give you a Luxmas album because I know now that you're familiar enough with them. You already messaged me after my guest spot on the countdown about Noah and the Whale. Have you listened yep. to their album yet? I have listened to... I, I got two. Yeah. Um, because I, th- from memory, I think... Um, I, I got the, I, I did get the one that's got uh, Love and Orchestra yeah. because that song I, was the best thing in that entire episode of The Countdown yeah um, and I'm not going to remember the name of the other one because I haven't even fucking the other album yet. is uh, Last Night on Earth I believe yeah oh probably you don't <laughs> yeah. um, I no, it's, it's still got the shrink wrap yeah, um, yeah but I you know based on that first one, I was confident enough when I saw it at a good price. I went, oh, you know, may as well nice. get it now. Oh, I'm glad that you'll um, be giving Charlie Bliss some love because I think that... The, I don't understand... Like, I, this happens to me all the time where I listen to a band and I'm like, how are these guys not the biggest band on the planet? Like, I think yeah. Charlie Bliss are so talented. They are just... Like I said, I think she's a great lyricist. I love the music. And I can't wait to, at some point, um, task you with their second album as well, which is wildly different, but just as enjoyable. So, all um, right. I promise to avoid it assiduously <laughs> so that I can come at it fresh if that happens. Well, so uh, what are you going to task me with for next week? I'm giving you, I'm, it's almost like a day off, a week off school because I'm only giving you a four track EP. Hey, that's, that's nice. <laughs> it's very nice. So back in, back in the nineties at uni, which is where a lot of my music taste comes from, yeah. um, of stuff that's not from the. 60s and 70s and that sort of thing. Um, uh, Triple J, as, as you know, occasionally do a thing called Live at the Wireless where yes. they get bands in, do a live set and broadcast it. And they used to put out compilations of live tracks. Um, by far the best of these that they ever did was, I think it's volume two, which is pretty much impossible. It took me about 10 years when my tape died to find a CD <laughs> that I got on Discogs from some person in Calgary in Canada or something. Yeah. Um, but it's got everything. It's got a raw and spoken word track. It's yeah, got right. um, Pop Bullet itself. You've got Violent Femmes on there yep. from memory, Mud Honey. It's, it's just a 90s extravaganza. And my favourite track on that was always this track called um, Benchtop. Um, by Melanie Oxley and Chris Abrams, 
whose names which will mean nothing to anyone outside Australia and probably nothing to most people inside Australia. Yeah. Um, but I immediately went searching for this song because it, I loved it so much. And it was on a EP called Resisting Calm. Yeah. Which is it and three other songs. Um, they subsequently did other albums um, together in that partnership, uh, which are great, but they're not as good as Resisting Calm. Resisting Calm is just four perfect songs as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, nice. Um, and it is on Spotify. So Excellent. you don't have to do what I did, which is go searching and spend more on postage than on the disc itself <laughs> to get a copy from somewhere in the remote other part of the world. Um so, yeah, I was going to have to rip it and send it to you, but then I found the whole fucking thing on Spotify and I could have saved myself the trouble. <laughs> um, so I'll send you a link to that. And I am very keen to hear what you think of it. Nice. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. I think this is going to be... In fact, be... what we should do, when we put the app up, we should put the Spotify links yes. uh, in so that um, patrons can go and listen to it before the next step so that they heard it before we talk about absolutely it. that's what we'll do i'll put up the spotify link and the apple music link yeah <laughs> do it for guppy as well we kind of missed the boat but <laughs> yeah. at least people can then go and if if they want to and they should because we obviously both think it's pretty bloody good yeah um yeah go and expand your musical horizons people awesome all right well this this is fun this has been really good and i'm looking forward to I'm continuing doing enjoying this enjoying this immensely yeah, yeah. and especially for you patrons i'm sorry i do know that we've neglected you a little of late but we will try keep up with this at least fortnightly if not weekly um so mm-hmm. all righty then thanks <laughs> I don't yeah. know how to sign this off because there's no... Oh, thank you. I'm the one that got a... Yeah, you haven't listened to your thing yet. So right. um, thank you for the recommendation. No worries. And thank you, patrons, for your support. You. We love we'll you We'll catch dearly. you next week. I love